What up, bite-sized hackers? In today's episode, we're going to look at our number six bite-sized health hack, which is a simple and stress-free way to start changing your relationship with food. It won't cost you time, money, or energy, and it won't stress you out like most eating changes do. Because we're going to do a little exercise in this episode, perhaps skip this one for now if you are driving or if you're doing something else that needs your attention, at least until you can better focus on it. This hack is almost 100% experiential, so I think it will take away from that experience if you listen to it and then have to come back later to do the exercise. You'll get more out of it if you do it all at the same time. For the exercise, you will need to get yourself a little piece of food, maybe a couple of raisins, a piece of chocolate, or really any small item of food that you're fairly neutral about, and something to hold your food item like a small plate or bowl. And then carry on listening. Or, if you prefer to watch, there is actually a video with the exercise, and I'll pop the video link in the show notes. So if you don't have your food item yet, pause this audio now, collect what you need, and then come back here. So go ahead and pause. Don't worry, I'll be here when you get back. Alrighty, if you're ready, let's jump in. So what if changing your relationship with food doesn't have to be about restrictive diets, starvation, and guiltily beating yourself up about the crap you eat? Can the cure to binge eating and mindless scoffing really be as simple as getting mindful about your food? Well, to give you a taste of mindful eating, I would love to try an exercise with you called the Raisin Exercise. So grab your item of food in a plate or a bowl and let's get started. Now one thing to remember while doing this exercise is to remain objective. One of the key characteristics of mindfulness is non-judgment. One easy approach to achieving this is to just be curious. View this food with completely fresh eyes, as if you were seeing and tasting it for the very first time. In this way, you can avoid coloring the experience with your already formed opinions, which are based on your past experience, not what's happening now. Let's start with our sense of sight. If you want to pick up the food, then do so by holding just the bowl so you aren't actually touching the food. Really look at it from all angles. The colours, the shape, the textures. Is the surface smooth or uneven? What are you seeing that you've never noticed before? Really take your time with this. The longer we look and observe, smell and taste, the more we get out of this, the more we notice. Let's move on to touch. Maybe look away from the food so your sense of touch isn't clouded by what you are seeing. As you start to touch the food, how does it feel? Is it smooth or sticky? Or does it crumble as you move it between your fingers? Then turn to look back at the food, so you're looking and feeling it now. 
Perhaps you're able to see it from different angles when it's in your hand. Then, and this might seem a little odd depending on what you're eating, but you could start to engage your sense of hearing. So bring the food to your ear and perhaps lightly squeeze it or roll it between your fingers. See if you can detect any sound. And this does work (laughs) for a raisin, by the way. Maybe if it was wrapped in anything, you could rustle the wrapping to hear a sound that associates with this food. There really aren't any rules about this. Mindfulness is just about observing. Being here in this moment. And that is where the beauty lies and the magic. Now we move on to smell. So bring the food closer to your nose. Take a few deep inhales. Really drawing in the smell of your food. It's actually quite hard to disassociate smell from past experience. So if any kind of emotion comes up here at this point, that's okay. You can still remain mindful by simply observing that reaction. Again, with curiosity, with a sense of detachment. You're now what we call observing the observer. Here you can start to notice the impact that this food or the smell of this food is having on your brain, not just emotionally, but physically. For example, you might find that your salivary glands are starting to activate. Which brings us, finally, (laughs) to the taste. Now hold your horses a little. We're not throwing it in your mouth just yet. We first want to tease that taste out, maybe bringing your food to your lips, perhaps touching it with the tongue. This is an opportunity to get a first taste, before bombarding your taste buds with everything the food has to offer. At this point, you might find the salivary glands are kicking up a notch. Then take a bite. A few slow chews, exploring all of the dimensions of the flavors and sensations. Resist the urge to compare this taste to anything else. Just be totally present to these sensations, to this experience, to this moment, to everything that it has to offer. Notice how your body is feeling, what your brain is thinking. Does it want to rush back for a second bite? Does it feel satiated, just really enjoying every aspect of those sensations? How did that feel as an experience? Was it different to how you normally experience food? So here's the actual hack. Fully see, touch, smell and taste Every sensation your food offers. 
All right, pretty straightforward, right? But let's look at the challenges you might face in getting this little hack in place. First, the obvious. Ain't nobody got time for that, right? I mean, who has time to eat that slowly? Now, of course, this is not something you need to do with every bite you take of every meal. We would never have time for anything else but eating. The good news is that you don't need to bring that same level of depth and slowness to every bite in the way that we did in the raisin exercise. You can still experience the same benefits simply by slowing down a little. Take a few moments to visually digest what is on your plate before you start. Let the smell of your food activate your salivary glands and savor all the sensations that each bite of your food has to offer. And you could start with just one of your meals each day. You don't have to do it all the time at every meal. The next thing that scuppers most of us when it comes to mindful eating, you just plain all forget. Now there's a reason I don't have many foodie pics on my social media profiles. And when I do, they usually show a half-eaten plate. That's because I get so excited about great food when I see it that I just plow straight in without a thought for the perfect Insta plate or for mindful eating. I'm usually halfway through or nearly finished before any such thoughts might cross my brain. So if you're anything like me, and I know I'm not the only one, well, I hope I'm not the only one, then here are some tips to help you slow down before you start. You can ask family to remind you. Family loves the opportunity to tell you what to do or tell you off. You can reintroduce the simple and lovely tradition of giving thanks at the start of each meal, either in the form of a grace or, if you're not religious, a simple few words of gratitude. This really helps you to get present and mindful to your eating. And avoid distractions. Let food be the focus of each meal. So no working or mobile phone while you eat. But what if you always eat with other people so that it's hard not to be distracted? Press on anyway. They don't need to know what you're doing. You can still quietly take a moment to visually take in your food before you eat, give an internal word of thanks, and make the effort to chew a little more slowly. Or tell them what you're doing and get them involved. In time, as you grow more practice with mindfulness, you'll find not only your relationship with food improving, but your connections with your dinner companions too. Now what if you're an emotional or boredom eater and you find yourself scoffing food before you even realize what you're doing? In this case, try bringing in the mindful awareness one step earlier. You can pop a post-it onto your fridge and your cupboard doors to remind you to notice What feels are prompting you to look for food? Stress, boredom, anger, sadness, loneliness. Then do something else that will make you feel better. 
It's great to have a little list nearby of at least 10 things you could do instead of eating to help you feel better. And your belly breathing from Bite Size Health Hack number one should be on top of your list. Alrighty, let's tuck into my take on the science behind mindful eating, or what I call the sciencey shizzle. There are many scientific studies demonstrating the benefits of mindfulness on all areas of health, including weight loss. So in the references, which you can access through the written version of the hack, I have kept to studies that focus specifically on mindful eating. Well, first of all, the obvious. If we're eating more slowly, our body has a chance to become more satiated more quickly, and so we eat less food. And I think that's probably (laughs) a plus for most of us. We all have those friends who just can't put on weight no matter how much they eat. So next time you're sharing a meal with one of them, notice how slowly they eat. Yep, they're probably the ones chewing 32 times for each bite. And when your plate is empty, somewhat embarrassingly, they're not even halfway through. Now, I'm not saying that the science tells us mindful eating makes you skinny, but it's food for thought indeed. And we do know that mindful eating helps your food digest better. Savoring your food, particularly before you start eating, activates the salivary glands to produce more digestive enzyme-containing saliva, which, along with chewing, gets the digestive process started. So the more you savor and chew, the better your digestion and nutrient absorption. But if you're stressed or rushing while you're eating, you're in fight or flight. And when you're in the stress response, the body shuts down digestion to divert resources to fleeing or fighting. So it's really best to be present, relaxed and slow when you eat, keeping you in rest and digest mode. And a similar thing happens when you're distracted. Research has shown that remembering in more detail what you've eaten earlier in the day can decrease the amount that is eaten at the next meal. A study tested this by distracting subjects at their first meal with TV or a computer game and found that those who were distracted at the first meal ate more at the second meal. More food for thought. And just like we talked about in hack number one, belly breathing, mindfulness or getting present also helps you to bypass that instinctive fight or flight reaction with a more conscious action. So when you eat mindfully, you're also taking back control of your actions and habits. And in this way, mindful eating can help you let go of past expectations, resentments, and other subconscious negative associations with food, or at least some types of food. If we break the pattern, we can let go of the negative association and replace it with a new, positive, judgment-free experience. This is clearly in contrast to traditional weight loss dieting, which is all about striving and often failing, and simply serves to add a whole host of further negative emotions around eating. 
And this is why everyone in our tribe starts with mindful eating before they go on to make changes to their diet. Everyone goes through a great little mindful eating boot camp, which is part of our Foundation Nourish program. Because the reality is that if you can bring mindfulness and awareness to your eating, it becomes a lot easier to make conscious, healthy eating choices. And this is what makes mindful eating such a powerful first step because it actually sets you up for success with any eating changes you go on to make. Mindful eating has no effort, no rules, and no expectations. Therefore, you can't set yourself up to fail. There is a lot to play with in this hack, so have fun with it. And remember... Mindful eating is all about non-judgment. So at this point, don't be stressing about what you are eating. Just eat and do it mindfully. You may be very surprised at what you start to notice over the days and weeks. I'd like to end with a quote from a Headspace article on mindful eating. Bringing mindfulness to the table means a kinder, gentler approach to eating. The focus isn't necessarily on changing the food we eat, though it can be. It's on changing our thinking around food. Over and out, my friends. I have no willpower is what I always hear when I ask anyone what's holding them back. Or it might be I'm unmotivated, too tired, too busy, or even too lazy. But it always comes down to I just can't seem to stick to healthy habits. We all know what to do to make healthy change, right? But somehow we just can't stick to that healthy new diet or exercise program. And when we give up, we think it's because we don't have any willpower. But this sabotaging conflict between your intentions and your actions has far more to do with your internal stress response. And when you understand what's really going on, you can stick to those new habits with ease. That's why I'm inviting you to join me in our three-part secret podcast, completely free and exclusively for our bite-sized hackers, where we dive into the science behind willpower and making healthy change, so that you can finally lose that weight, feel great, and take back control of your life. Click on the link in the show notes to get your name on the Myth of Willpower guest list.